episode of Juicing the Numbers, the Statistics and Sports Podcast. I am your host, Joshua Tracy. And I'm Corbin Heller. And it is uh, Wednesday, March 18th, right around 7.30 p.m. here on the uh, East Coast. Still in lockdown. Luckily, Corbin and I have been pretty used to not recording in the same place because we're lazy people in general. So uh, we've got this whole no in-person thing down to a T. Uh, how's things looking on your end there, buddy? Um, dreary, toilet paper's running low, um, on the verge of collapse, but we'll yeah. make it through. Not quite fallout levels yet, so we're fine. Yep, um, I am watching Curb Your Enthusiasm <laughs> on repeat for the 20th time, but hey, something to do. <laughs> uh, I'm afraid to order things online. <laughs> I had a package delivered the other day from Seattle, Washington, and I was like, ooh, <laughs> mm, not thrilled. <laughs> anyway, uh, we're going to talk about the NFL today. It's the only sports league that has anything going on right now uh, of any true substance. Um, a couple small, uh, I guess one little update we could talk about from the MLB, uh, but that's really it. Outside of that, there's been a lot of wheeling, dealing, moving, and grooving going on in the world of the NFL as free agency has opened up with no sign of them delaying and no sign of it slowing down. So let's get into what's been going on. This has honestly been the greatest opening day to free agency ever. Dude, like, so we, for a peer behind the curtain here, we were talking about recording last night um, and we were basically set to kind of go, but so much stuff was just going on that we had to push it back to today just to let more develop which i'm very glad we did because there's stuff here i'm seeing that i didn't even realize had happened like yeah like going to the browns scrolling scrolling through all of the stuff that's going on in the spreadsheet we have in front of us i definitely found things that were like oh shit like my team did this holy shit I definitely can't say that about the Jets since they have done fucking nothing. Hey, remember that time we were talking about uh, Jack Conklin signing with the Jets and how great that was? Yeah. Yeah, super thrilled. Uh, It's been crushing disappointment. But anyway, (laughs) uh, where do you want to start with all this? Um, Do you want to just start at the top and work our way down? Sure thing. We'll spend more time on things of note as we come across them. Derek Henry got French franchise tag by the Tennessee Titans. Do you care? Uh, kind of, but we all knew this was happening. It's uh, it's one of those things where I don't know. It, it compared to some of the other things going on, it's it's important news, but it's not exactly breaking news. Like it, it's no surprise, and it's just kind of a yeah, that happened. I'm okay with it. I knew it was going to happen. That's it. I think franchise tagging running back should be against the law. It's dumb. Just from a business perspective, it's dumb. I, but so I want to. I think it's dumb for both sides. Well, no, I think it's worse for the running back than it is the team. Because if Derrick Henry puts up Derrick Henry's numbers in 2019 again in the 2020 season, um, 
and that's the only season you cared about, then like, yeah, pay a lot for him. Like, go fucking crazy. Like, who cares? Yeah. You know, there you're in win now mode, and you think this is what you need to push it over the. Because then the Derrick Henry doesn't, and the Titans are bad, um, or whatever. The Titans don't make the playoffs. I, I don't know. Pick pick whatever your disappointing season looks like for the Titans. Then you just move on. Like you don't pay Derrick Henry anymore. You don't tag him again. You don't sign him again. He's he's out of your out of your life. Um, or if he gets hurt, like no consequences for you. You didn't sign him to a deal. You just franchise tagged him. So I think it's worse for the running back because then the running back, a, a, a position that's already tough to get a meaningful second contract in and tough to see true longevity in. Although at the same time, Frank Gore is still playing football somehow. Um, yeah, you get like one well-paid season, and then and then what? Like, you got to hope you perform. You got to hope you don't get hurt. Which I get, I get that every NFL player does, but at, at the very dispensable and easily drafted position of running back, like, eesh, I don't know. It just seems kind of kind of tough. Yeah, like Le'Veon Bell, uh, Ezekiel Elliott are kind of the two ends of it. You know, like. Bell got fucked. He kind of fucked himself with it, no doubt. But it kind of screwed him with long-term money. Zeke, it's not been terrible, but it it's worked out for both sides. I don't know. Like, there's a lot of ways it could go good. There's a lot of ways it can go bad. You, nobody wants to sign running backs to second contracts. You know, you get a rookie on a cheap deal. You don't sign him to a new contract, and that's just kind of how smart teams have been doing it and that's kind of the the smart way of looking at it because you know if you can scout running backs it's real easy to find them in the later rounds i don't want to say it's real easy i I don't want to just overblow you know the skill it takes to to scout and find these kind of guys but compared to other positions it's easier to find a running back in later rounds than you know more important positions yeah i was in I was going to say, uh, no, I don't think any team right now wants to be the L.A. Rams in terms of signing running backs. Exactly. Because, man, they're in a tough spot with Todd Gurley. Uh, all right, no no need to, to dwell any longer on it. Kirk Cousins has re-signed with the Vikings, a two-year, $66 million contract. I was not expecting this. Yeah, I wasn't either. It was one of those. Sure. Like... Very out of the blue. Very out of the blue. This was an extension, so it's not like he was a free agent to begin with. Um, Which just shows how much of a priority this was for them. Right, and I I don't know if it necessarily should be. Like, he hasn't lived up to his contract the way you expected him to. Oh, God, no. He has... um, So in two years in Minnesota... He uh, has played in 31 games. He missed one game this past season. This past season, he was also a pro bowler. Um, his QB record, which I'm not going to say matters too much as an individual, but I guess can be somewhat indicative for um, a team's purposes. 18, 12, and 1, which is fine. Yeah. Um, he has a 69.7% completion percent, 7,900 yards over two seasons. Um, 5.3 touchdown percent, 1.5 interception percent. Um, well, let's go with uh, 7.5 yards per attempt, 7.9 adjusted yards per attempt, 10.8 yards per completion, 
255 yards per game and a 103 quarterback rating. Um, Those aren't bad numbers. They're definitely not. Uh, But let me ask you this. Would you say he's elevated his team's play? No. And that is what's confusing me the most because these numbers are actually better than I would have guessed. Not that I was going to guess him bad. I would have just guessed him a little bit more mediocre than this. Um, But I I think it's because I've never once watched a Vikings game and was like, oh, Kirk Cousins did this. Yeah, I mean, he's he's had few games where he's really looked like an elite quarterback. Um, You know, he played with two really great wide receivers. He played with some damn good tight ends and Dalvin Cook was an absolute monster this year. Um I don't know, like it's it's one of those he's one of those guys where if he was the quarterback on my team, I'm content, but I can't say I'm I'm overly happy that he's there long term. Um but at the end of the day, the Vikings are a contender because of how complete their team is. And 33 million added on to the end of this contract per year. I don't know how great he's going to be by the end of this contract. I honestly don't even know how old he is right now, but he just played his age 31 season. So this will carry him through his age 33 season through 33. Ah, that's not terrible, but still in his prime. Technically, if you could ask me right now, whether I'd have Kirk cousins or Teddy Bridgewater, I'd rather have Teddy Bridgewater for a lot less money. I'm so excited for the the Tedesants. That's what I'm calling Ted Bridgewater's Renaissance. Teddy Bridgewater's Renaissance. Um, I'm really excited to see what he can do with Joe Brady's system. I'm just excited to see Teddy Bridgewater be doing Teddy Bridgewater. Hey, you want to talk about Teddy Bridgewater now? Yeah, let's sure. find him on let's this list. About, let's <laughs> let's go track him down. Oh um, man, I can't find him. Is I probably should just search for him instead of just... Oh, here it is. Teddy Bridgewater. Three years, $63 million. So you go get it, Teddy. $3 million less than Kirk Cousins for a whole extra year. Fucking give me Teddy Bridgewater, please. Let, I, me, ask you, let me ask you this real quick. Do you think the, uh, for the Panthers organization, um, having a black quarterback was important for No. I kind of, I kind of wonder about it because, like, they were such a like having Cam Newton there was such a positive thing for that organization because I think that ownership's typically, or at least the modern day, the the present ownership's been pretty um, wanting to be the face of of progress in a certain extent. I don't yep. know. I I could see it being a value to them, in, in but like in a good way, like not in like a creepy way. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I feel like it's one of those things where from my perspective in life, I can't speak to it having any real, you know, lasting chain. Like, it, I can't see it being this huge thing, but. Oh, no, not in like regular ass life. No. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I can't. It's like a face of the franchise kind of thing. Yeah, I don't, I don't this, know. This just is not my territory to be able to say whether or not it's adding to this or not. Fair enough. We are very underqualified for this discussion. 
Um, but yeah, I, I, I love this signing. Uh, I think he's going to do great there. I don't want to say he's, you know, better than Kirk Cousins, but for a third less of the cost, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, literally. I mean, the Jaguars spent so much more than this per year, in theory, on betting on Nick Foles. And mm -hmm. uh, I mean, if this pans out the way it does Nick Foles did, then I don't think the Panthers will be nearly as put in a tough spot as the Jaguars were. This is so much easier to climb out of if it's bad. And it's therefore 10 times more rewarding if it's good. Mm -hmm. So ready to move on to the next quarterback? Um, who is our next quarterback? Oh, Ryan yeah. Tannehill. Yeah. Yo, when I saw that the Titans were actively saying, nah, fuck Tom Brady, we got Ryan Tannehill. My Bizarro God. world. Yo, I was like, what fucking dimension am I in? Um, although it also kind of makes sense for them. Brady seems like a better fit for a let's win now team. Although we'll get to him in a minute because his story is weird. Um, whereas the Titans, I guess, wanted a relatively more mid to long term solution. So Ryan Tannehill, four years, $118 million. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I really, I really don't know. Like, we've seen a lot of Ryan Tannehill over the years playing for the Dolphins, which it's hard to give that any, levels of success. You know, any weight because, man, you've just seen how much the Dolphins have just demolished any semblance of talent. Um, and then he, he broke out his one, one season away from the team and he looked like he was worth $30 million a year. Uh, it's just, this is one of those gambles that general managers have to take. And it's one of those times where I'm glad I don't have that job because you're making a $118 million bet on a guy with limited success in his career, but also a, a fair amount of upside. Let me share Ryan Tannehill's um, rate stat differences because obviously the quantity and volume difference will be enormous. Um, in Miami, he had a 62.8 lifetime completion percent and Tennessee eight points higher at 70.3. Miami, a lifetime 4.2 touchdown percent in Tennessee, a 7.7. .7. His interception percent also went down 2.6 to 2.1. His yards per attempt went up from 7.0 to 9.6. Adjusted yards went up from 6.7 to 10.2. Yards per completion went up 11.2 to 13.6. Yards per game went actually down uh, 232.2 to 228.5, although that doesn't matter much. Uh, QB rating jumped 30 points from 87.0 to 117.5. Um, uh, his sack percent also went up, although I don't think that one matters. Um, 7.9 to 9.8 and his adjusted net yards per game went up dramatically 5.58 to 8.52. Uh, yeah. So he's, uh, he ain't doing too shabby. No, it's just, can he be consistent with it? And that's the question. That's a big old shoulder shrug. Like, I don't know. We'll see. I can't yeah. say I watch enough of the Titans offense to really be able to give a 
definitive answer one way or the other. But you know what? He's got Derrick Henry to rely on. He's got uh, who are his wide receivers now? He's got Corey Davis and AJ Brown. Chili Those are Davis? some good wide receivers. Uh, Delaney Walker retired, but they still got John U. Smith. Um, you know, offensive line is decent as far as I know. Losing Jack Conklin sucks, but we'll talk about that in a minute. I don't know. Uh, there's hope there. Yeah, the the Titans clearly have a interest in seeing how 2020 is. I'll put it that way. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they are banking on long-term success. Otherwise, they might have been a little bit more aggressive. But I think they really want to see what 2020 looks like. Ready to move on? Yeah. Uh, Austin Hooper went from yeah. the Falcons to the Browns, signing a four-year, $44 million contract. I honestly didn't see this one coming. I really didn't. I know people have been saying, oh, Austin Hooper is going to get this huge deal. He, you know, He's real good. He's real young. He's going to be the highest paid tight end. I was like, yeah, maybe. Doubt it. And here it is. Um. Honestly, I, I I don't know why the Browns would sign this. Like I, I I would say Hooper's an improvement over David Njoku. I don't know, you know, how much of an improvement he would be over David Njoku. Uh, I don't know why you would sign him if you know tight end isn't a huge need. But then again, Kevin Stefanski is you know coming from Minnesota where he used tight ends a lot. This is one of those things where. You make your team better, but I don't know if it was the most cost-effective way of doing so. Uh, I'm assuming this can just be chalked up to investment in um, uh, Baker Mayfield's third season. You know, that yeah. way, because one of the complaints we always hear about young quarterbacks not pending out is they didn't have anybody to throw to. Yeah. Um, so I'm just going to chalk this up to and you know, another weapon and another piece of an offensive line also for his players. Yeah, that- that's what I was going to say. Like he, he's a weapon that can catch the ball and he's a weapon that can protect for Baker Bayfield. So, you know, I, I don't hate that they invested in tight end. I don't hate the contract that he got. It's just, you know, there are a lot of deals on here, a lot of contracts that were handed out and it's, you know, probably not my favorite, not up there. I would still say that their main problem heading into 2020 season is coaching, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, Browns are coming up again here. Case Keenum, three-year, $18 million. Do we care? No. Neither do I. Back a quarterback it is, is what it is. The term's kind of weird, but I don't really give a shit. Um, offensive lineman Graham Glasgow goes from the Lions to the Broncos on a four-year, $44 million deal. Do you care? I care that they're giving him $11 million a year because that's, that's a lot. For, I mean, a guard, maybe your center. Um, I mean, he's basically going to fill in for Connor McGovern, who left in free agency. But uh, that's a pricey deal. Uh, but I can't say I have any super strong opinions outside of that. Uh, I, I mean, it's John Elway. Do you expect him to be good at his job? No. Not, no neither do I. Uh, moving on. Uh, right tackle Jack Conklin has gone from... No, I skipped one. Um, oh, God. Go for uh, it. 
Halapulvadi Vaitai <laughs> from the Eagles to the Lions on a five-year $15 million deal. How do you say that name? Halapulavati Vaitai. Halapulavati. I was actually close. Halapulavati. Halapulavati. Halapulavati Vaitai. All right. That's too many sounds. Yeah. Um, do you care? Uh, again, this is a, a big contract for the third best tackle on the Eagles last year. Um, I don't think it's going to pan out for them, but at the same time, sure. This is the highest uh, amount of money given out by the Lions this offseason. Do you think that they were one offensive tackle away from being a competitive team? No. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I do not think they are one average offensive tackle away from being a Super Bowl contender. No. (laughs) What if I told you they were just $50 million spent away from being good, like in any category? Uh, No. (laughs) They were like, get the guy with the most syllables. (laughs) Now that is cost effective. Yes, yes, he definitely has the lowest um, uh, let letter per per dollar value. Uh, Jack Conklin <laughs> has gone from the Titans to the Browns again. Third time we're seeing the Browns in the last six picks or mm-hmm. not picks um, signings. Three years, forty two million. This this is definitely in my top five free agency moves so far. Um, I'm surprised it was I, this little. I'm sorry. I was generally surprised it was this little. Yeah. Um. You know, he was very vocal about wanting it to be a short-term contract so that he could take advantage of the just increasing salary cap every year, which you know, smart move for a guy that you know is fairly healthy in his career. Um. I honestly can't say I know his injury history all that well, but I know he's been avoiding major injuries. Um. But yeah, usually it's either term length or AAV, and the Browns kind of won out with both. You know, forty-two million over three years is not bad for probably the second best right tackle in the game. Uh, Jack Conklin played one hundred percent of his snaps in twenty sixteen. One hundred percent of his snaps in twenty seventeen. Fifty-one percent of his snaps in twenty eighteen, as he missed seven games. And 94% of the snaps in 2019 in which he played all of his games. So he only has one season where he missed more than 10% of, this, of, his, uh, of his snaps. Huge get for the Browns. Huge get. Yeah. Yeah, they're definitely like, trying to add some protection there for Baker Mayfield. I'm, I'm $42 million dollars for three years of Jack Conklin is significantly more valuable than $44 million for four years of Austin Hooper. Yeah, I'm assuming they're just saying like, "Hey, we if Baker doesn't pan out, we're fucked." So let's at least try to protect him and give him dudes to throw to, which yep. again isn't bad rationale, but I, I'm we don't need to readdress it. No. Uh, linebacker John Bostic has gone from oh. the Redskins to the Redskins, uh, two years, five million dollars. Do you care? I don't care at all. Punter Britton Colquitt has gone from the Vikings to the Vikings. <laughs> Three years, nine million. Do you care? Good punter, but I I don't care. Jason Pierre-Paul, who I keep forgetting is still playing football, um, has gone from the Buccaneers <laughs> to the Buccaneers. Uh, two years, $27 million. Do you care? Um, yeah, I mean, I think this is uh, 
a pretty good contract for both sides. Very productive for the Buccaneers last year. Um, maintaining him and Shaquille Barrett is a good thing for that team, especially since they are now in a win now mode, apparently. Right. Um, so yeah, that was, you know, top five defense by DVOA last year, holding on to a key piece for relatively cheap. Good deal. Yeah. If he can be productive, like, um, 13 and a half million per year is fine. Like it really totally for a premier position. Totally fine. Nothing wrong mm-hmm. with it. Um, linebacker Nick Kwiatkowski. Kwiatkowski. Sure. Uh, from the Bears to the Raiders, three years, $21 million. Thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I I can't say I've watched him extensively. I do know he was very good when he was needed uh, by the Bears, mostly a special teams player because that, that Bears defense was just so stacked last year. Um, Everything I've heard about this is that it's a good contract for both sides, and he's one of those guys that um, is definitely going to outplay the name. Yeah, I was going to say, I know nothing about this fucking guy, but uh, good for him. Get that money. Uh, defensive end Shaq Lawson has gone from the Bills to the Dolphins, staying in the division three years, $30 million. Opinions? Um, First-round pick, but has never done anything. And I doubt the Dolphins are going to fix that. Yeah, he's one of those dudes where I was like, oh, yeah, him, mm-hmm. uh, which isn't usually a good thing. Uh, tight, tight end Blake Jarwin from the Cowboys to the Cowboys. Four years, $24.5 million. Neat. Yeah, it's one of those. I mean, tight end is bad in the draft, pretty bad in free agency. He just kind of lucked out with being a guy that was there. Yeah, that's all I gotta say. Yeah, yeah, straight up. Um, speaking of a guy that is there, Eric Flowers going from the Redskins to the Dolphins feels hilarious. Three years, thirty First. million. I am so shocked. Eric Flowers is getting ten per year. I, I am too. I mean, it first round pick that never did anything. I doubt the Dolphins are going to fix that. I don't think his anyone. <laughs> I don't think God could fix him. Um, he should eat uh, launch him into the sun it's and- it's truly spectacular how i just the dolphins they're not doing great they, they probably have done outside of the texans they have been doing the worst this offseason uh in free agency so far they're spending mind. a lot of money <laughs> don't like, tell you I, that i want to look at some of the oh god i don't like that one I don't like that one. We'll get uh, that. There's a lot to address. That one is actually not insanely bad, but it doesn't matter. Oof. Okay. Yeah, we're gonna get to these, but don't expect uh don't expect me to like any of these Dolphins fans. Wow. Um, Anthony Davis, safety for the Vikings, has been franchise tagged by the Vikings. Do you have any opinions on that? Uh, I honestly lost where we were. Anthony Harris. Yeah, safety Anthony Harris. Um, I don't know why they'd use the franchise tag on Anthony Harris. Uh, that's pretty pricey for me. Um, but uh, sure. It, it, yeah, that's, that's yeah. What I, I don't. Got. I don't think he's going to be worth that kind of money. Joe Thune, left guard for the Patriots, has also been franchise tagged this by the Patriots. Um. 
thoughts on this one? Um, it's one of those things. I trust what the Patriots do when it comes to offensive line. I know uh, Dante Scarnecchia. I, I'm sure I'm butchering that name. Is gone. I know he's gone, but you know they do offensive line well in New England. They it's something they value. Joe Thune, really great left guard, one of the best in the NFL. Worth the franchise tag. Yeah, I'm pretty much exactly what you said. The Patriots and offensive line is the most reliable thing in sports <laughs> right now. So. Uh, running back Kenyon Drake has been transition tagged by the Cardinals. Feels like a very similar conversation to the uh, 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 what's his fucking name? That conversation we had earlier. I don't remember. The very first guy, Derrick Henry. Oh, Derrick Henry. Yeah. Um, little bit because they used a transition tag. It's they're probably better off. Um, basically. It's not a franchise tag in that no one else can offer him a contract. Other teams can. Uh, the Cardinals just have the right to pay him what that contract is worth and keep him. Uh, so I like Kenyon Drake. I thought he was spectacular with the Cardinals, with Cliff Kingsbury, with Kyler Murray last year. Um, much better fit than David Johnson looked to be. Um, this isn't going to be a pricey transition tag, so I, I don't see this being a negative in any way. Big fan of this one. Yeah, this one's fine. I don't have any major opinions on it. Uh, right tackle Rick Wagner has gone from the Lions to the Packers, two years, 11 million. Cool. Yeah, I, I don't care. Quarterback Dak Prescott has been exclusive franchise tagged by the Cowboys. I don't know how that differs from the regular franchise. Yeah, I honestly, uh, I don't know what that means. Um, I'm kind of looking it up now. Uh, an exclusive franchise player must well, be offered a one-year contract for an amount no less than the top average of the top five salaries at that player's position. Um, exclusive franchise players cannot negotiate with other teams. Players team is all, uh, yeah, I don't. Maybe it's just the regular franchise tag, but Jerry Jones wants him to feel special. So basically it means that they can't negotiate with other teams. I, I, I don't want to dig into the minutia of this live. Think about this as a franchise tag. Though. Yeah. Um, Man, they should have just signed him to that contract that they were going to end up giving him anyway. I mean, they're going to just end up paying him more now regardless. So why did you have to twiddle your thumbs, just tread water, and force yourself into this awful negotiating position for next year? What would you have said if I had asked, if I had told you Bad look, one, one year ago that Ryan Tannehill Gosh. would get yes. Can you hear me? Am I here? I am talking. Corwin. Corwin. Yeah, I'm back. All right, cool. I was gonna say you missed my joke about. I said maybe the it's just a regular franchise tag, but Jerry Jones wants a Dak to feel special. I think I did hear that. 
Oh, well, that's a shame. Um, it was funny the first time. Oh, uh, what was I saying? I was saying something else. What was I fucking saying? Oh, well, how, how, what would you say? What would you say if I told you a year ago that Ryan Tannehill would get approximately a $30 million per year contract before Dak Prescott? Um, man, I, I don't know what I'd say, but I know what I'd say. I definitely question your soberness. You know what I'd say? What? Go ahead. Tell it to me. Tell, tell, tell oh. me that Ryan, yeah. <laughs> Ryan Tannehill is getting a $30 million contract before Dak Prescott. Fuck you. <laughs> F- fuck yourself. No, he's not. <laughs> but he is. Uh, fuck you. Fuck your family. Uh, AJ Green Ooh. got franchise tied by the Bengals, which makes sense. Yeah, I mean, that's bound to happen. Yeah, only had the only guy they had fucking worth doing it for. Um, Bud Dupree, who I didn't realize was a person, got franchise tagged by the Steelers. Hurtful. Uh, man, this was a guy that the first four years of his contract looked awful. And then the fifth year, he looked like an elite NFL edge rusher. Um, you know, not the most spectacular uh, pass rusher, absolute elite run stopper. Um, this was one of those things where he played himself into a contract that the Steelers couldn't pay him, so they're going to franchise tag him. Um, and if he could play, you know, if he could play up to the way he played last year, Steelers defense is going to be pretty spectacular again, and it's definitely going to be worth it. But I guess that's how franchise tags work, huh? Uh, real quick, WrestleMania 36 is apparently still set to happen April 4th. Man, I just... That feels like it shouldn't still happen, right? It shouldn't, but if you asked me a year ago if, hey, in a year, are you going to care about something WWE's doing? Um, answer's the same as it is now. No, I don't. But, like, it's confusing to me that, like, because who do you think has more to lose financially? Um, WWE missing, um, what do they call this one? WrestleMania or the NBA not playing literally any basketball. You like know, it, it seems uh, like the NBA I, has more to lose. So like, why would the, why would WWE be pushing for this event to still happen? That feels so weird. I feel like they're risk management people are looking at it as like there's literally nothing else on tv people have to watch wwe if it's on you know what these four guys are gonna die but it's wwe so so what it'd be funny if they had all the wrestlers stand six feet apart (laughs) (laughs) so it would be the exact same as same exact same level of contact Basically, I, yeah. I need, a, I need a time to write that joke. <laughs> Did not come well naturally. That's that's okay. It sounded pretty good. <laughs> um, all right. Anyway, side side story aside. Uh, linebacker Christian Kirksey. That's a made up name. Uh, went from the Browns to the Packers. Two years, sixteen million dollars. Thoughts? Don't care. Nope. Defensive lineman Chris Jones got franchise tagged by the Chiefs. Uh, second best defensive tackle in the league, bound to happen. 
Capusip. Yep. Linebacker Shaq Barrett, franchise tag by the Bucks. Led the league in sacks last year out of nowhere. This is one of those, you know, teams aren't going to sign him to a long-term contract because they don't know if it's a glitch or if it's actually who he is with the new team. It's almost guaranteed to net you a franchise tag. Agreed. Safety Devin McCourty got a two-year $23 million from deal from the Patriots, which again, yep. Yeah, <laughs> it's a yep. Like it, it's one of those Bill Belichick moves that is just so obvious. You just you don't know why it's even news that it happened. Defensive tackle. Don't I, I understand this says Tyler, but fuck the way this guy spells Tyler. Yeah. T-Y-E-L-E-R, like Tyler, which I would yeah. pr- I'd rather you pronounce it that way. Um anyway, Falcons three or twelve million. Uh cornerback Bradley Roby went uh got re-signed by the Texans three years thirty-six million. Uh honestly, kind of a little pricey for the Texans. But well, they just uh, cleared up some space recently. I don't know yeah, if you heard. So <laughs> I've just we'll talk about we'll Bill there. O'Brien in time. I don't yeah. wanna I don't wanna talk about I don't wanna let anything loose before uh before it's time. Trying to save all the hot takes. I am saving all of the hot takes. Understandable. Uh li- left left Ooh, tackle. Now that, now that we brought it up, we like cracked the lid and now I just want to let it all out. But I'm I'm, I gonna, know. I'm gonna let it pent up. You gotta let it percolate. Uh Anthony Costanzo got re-signed by the Colts two years, thirty-three million dollars. Yeah. Uh good left tackle. Philip Rivers is gonna oh spoiler alert. Philip Rivers is going to the Colts. Philip Rivers is gonna need it. Um, you know, teams are the foundation of the NFL team is on their line. It's a good signing. Decent money, oh, good signing. Agreed. Offensive tackle Dennis Kelly re-signed by the Titans three years, twenty-one million dollars. Uh, I mean, this is your Jack Conklin replacement um, at half the cost, but also I don't want to say half the talent, but you're missing out on Jack Conklin. So, well, how much is Jack Conklin actually getting? Forty-two million. Oh wow, it is literally double. Um, all right, never mind then. I was going to say, yeah, yeah. I thought uh, scrolling back up now. Yeah, forty-two. Okay. Yeah, so it's literally half the money. All right. Cool. Never. Never mind. Uh, offensive. T- no, I just heard that one. Defensive tackle David Onyemata. Uh, Saints re-signed him three years, twenty-seven million. I don't know who this is. All right. Cool. Me neither. That's actually <laughs> actually looking at it. That's a lot of money for a guy I've never heard of. I have no idea who this is. <laughs> Nine million dollars a year to a defensive tackle. I have literally never heard of. All right. I guess sure. I'll look up look up his stats real quick. David Onyemata. Um, which I'm really hoping that's how you say it because I just kind of guessed. Um, it's pretty much correct. All right, how many games do you think he's played in? Uh, I'm gonna say 46. 63. Wow. How many do you think he started? 46. 25. Yikes. So he started zero games his rookie season, 2016. He played 16 games every season except for 2019. Just for reference, 2019 played 15 games. So 2016 started none. 2017 started six. 2018 started four. And then last year, he started all 15 games he played. Um, None of these numbers really stand out, though. 
lifetime nine and a half sacks. Um, yeah, he had 30, 32 combined tackles last season, 22 solo, 10 assisted, three tackles for loss, 11 QB hits. Um, all of which look fine. This is a weird contract, right? Yeah. All right. I'm not going to dwell on it, but you know, cause you know, you, you get, get that money, but like, well, all right. Um, yeah, sure Clayton Fedgedilem, uh, went from the Bengals to the Dolphins, uh, three year, 8.55 million. I don't know who this is. Okay. Good. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> Quarterback James Bradbury went from the Panthers to the Giants three years, $45 million. This feels I, like a weird one. I, you know, he's instantly the best cornerback on the Giants. Um, I like, I like this contract. I like this deal, except for how much the Giants have invested at cornerback over the past couple of years. It's just, man, you gotta, I get, you gotta find guys that can play, but oof, like you are not succeeding in finding your quarterbacks. Like, I think they spent four draft picks on it last year. Ooh, no. They spent a first-round pick. I'm going to do this all off memory. First-round pick on uh, DeAndre Baker out of Georgia. They spent a third on Sam Beal out of some southern school I can't remember. Um, I want to say like Florida, but we'll see. Um, I think they spent a fourth on Jordan Love out of Julian Notre Dame. Love. I'm sorry, Julian, Julian Love. Julian Love, yeah, yeah. Jordan Love's the quarterback this year. Fuck. And then uh, a seventh on Corey Ballantyne. Sixth. Damn. Okay. Out of what school? Oh, I don't know. Washburn. So yeah, yeah it was. I can um, get that right. It was I, I've missed with the first ones that you said because I was looking this up. Um DeAndre Baker. Say? DeAndre Baker, yeah. Sam Beal. No, that one's not here. Uh that was a supplemental pick the year before. Ah, uh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, DeAndre uh-huh. Baker in the first uh out of Georgia. Cool. Very good job, Corbin. Yeah. Corey Ballantyne literally shot before last season. Um well, let's hope that doesn't happen again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what the fuck to say to that. Uh, I don't know. Just one of those facts. Like, that's the only reason I know who Corey Ballantyne is. Like, sixth round pick out of wherever. Washburn. What, what if I told you that James Bradbury is now the third highest played player on the Giants? No fucking way. Way. Can you name the two players ahead of him? Um, By, like, total contract money? Um, by their 2020 cap hit. Ooh, uh, I'm I'm gonna guess Saquon. Nope. He yeah, is rookie deal. Like their fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, seventh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, man, who is? Oh, Nate Solder. Yep, he's number one. 19.5 million dollars this year. Kevin Zeitler. No, he is fifth at 12 okay. and a half. Um, man is. Because they they cut their other cornerback, right? Well, they had to if that, those are the cornerbacks on the roster. Um, Jabril Peppers? No, I don't even see his name. So he's pretty... Yeah, there he is. Making, he's making $1.875 million. This, no this kidding. Year. Is he really? Yeah. I thought he was making some outrageous money. No, nope. that's actually fucking nothing. 
Yeah. Do you give up? Yeah. Leonard Williams. Oh, I forgot. Franchise tag. $17 million to Leonard Williams. Man, that is going to go down as one of the worst fucking trades ever. And every time they keep giving him more money, the Jets draft pick from them gets better. Oh, yeah, I forgot. (laughs) He had a half a sack last year. That's it. And it was, oh, it was with them. But still, a half a sack. That's, oh, God, Giants, what is you doing? Ooh, baby, what is you doing? Yeah, no, it's, oh, e, mm, not good, my friends. Oh, oh, boy. Anyway, let's move on. Byron Jones went from the Cowboys to the Dolphins. Five years, $82.5 million? He's the highest paid cornerback in the NFL. Does, should he be? No. Oh, God, no. I Why? honestly would say Byron Jones is outside the top 10 in cornerbacks, like skill-wise. I, I've never really cared for him much. I want to say he's – I know he's overrated. I'm sure I underrate him personally. But, God damn, like, Dolphins, what the fuck are you doing? Oh my God. So average value, sorry, I keep doing that. Approximate value is the pro football reference catch-all stat that they use just to measure overall efficiency. Again, it can be thought of in kind of a war-like vein. Um, Six is like, in my experience, what I've seen is being kind of like the average below six. You're like, whatever you're, you're a guy above six. You'll have like a nice season. Um, Brad, no, not Bradley. Uh, Byron Jones, average approximate value by season, 2015, four. Rookie season, whatever. 2016, six, that's fine. 2017, six, that's fine. 2018, 11, which is very good. Um, And then 2019, five. So it seems like a dramatic overpay for one phenomenal season and then three and a half okay good ones i'll say decent ones whatever normal ones average ones yep that's pretty much how i feel about it it's just not not a great deal oh fucking well whatever Uh, it's the dolphins (laughs) who fucking cares that's true guard west schweitzer gone from the falcons to the redskins three years 13.5 um yeah yep Oh. Defensive end Stephen Weatherly from the Vikings to the Panthers, two year, 12.5. Yeah, I don't really care. Defensive lineman Michael Brockers from the Rams to the Ravens, three years, 30 million. Uh, pretty significant um, just because that Ravens defensive line is ungodly. It's going to be a fun fucking team next season. Yeah. Unless oh, absolutely. you play in their division. Oh, they're going to beat the living shit out of the Steelers next year. Just you watch. Can't wait. Uh, defensive lineman Arik Armstead. Uh, the 49ers have re-signed him to a five-year, $85 million contract. What do you think? I'm fairly certain his name is Eric. Really? Yeah. Oh, sorry, Arik. Uh, I really want to get to the bottom of this. Uh, but I've always called him Eric. 
Uh, sure, man. I don't know anything, so I, I'm, um, I'm I'm here. Here we go. YouTube pronunciation. Learn how to say. It's it's Eric, but Eric. It's it's what it Eric. It's like Eric. Yeah, it's exactly gotcha. that. Gotcha. All right. Um. Yeah, like first round pick had one tremendous season. The rest were just kind of good. This is a lot of money, but at the same time, uh, he's definitely worth it. Approximate value by season 2015, one. 2016, yeah. two. 2017, yeah. two. 2018, seven. 2019, nine. So maybe they see him trending upwards. I mean, yeah. you know. God, I forgot. He was he was real bad to start his career. He was definitely a bust and then has worked his way back. But uh, I, I have faith in him. He's looked very good the past couple of years. Plus, the Niners coaching staff is wonderful. Yeah. Safety Justin Burris has gone from the Browns to the Panthers on a two-year, $8 million contract. Thoughts? Don't care. Cool. Tight end Jimmy Graham from the Packers to the Bears. Two years, $16 million. Why? Because uh, he wants to keep doing it. Oh, on that end, I maybe a similar conversation is what we had with uh, the Browns. Like, we got to... Say that we tried, you know, either Trubisky's yeah, but... going to pan out or he doesn't and we got to try it or you you get a new guy and you have to give him people to throw. I don't know. I don't know, it's, man. So like it's here's weird. how I think about this. You're paying Jimmy Graham eight million a year or you're paying uh, Austin Hooper 11. Three million is not a huge difference between the two, but one is 24 and getting better every year. One is like 32 and is long past his prime. And they have like nine tight ends on their roster. It's unreal. Uh, like, I don't I'm know. Not even exaggerating with that number either. Like the Bears legitimately have like nine tight ends. I just, I don't like this. This is one of my least favorite. I don't blame you. It seems puzzling. Yeah. Nose tackle Javon Hargrave has gone from the Steelers to the Eagles. Three years, thirty-nine million dollars. How do you? Man, Javon Hargrave, really great player, super underrated. Uh, uh, you know, I'm a Steelers fan, but he was very much underutilized uh, in their system. He's going to be uh, really, really good for the Eagles. Oh, cool, good for you, Philly. Linebacker Kyle Van Oy has gone. F- Patriots to the Dolphins on a four-year, $51 million contract. Do you think he will do what all Patriots, former Patriots players do and suck? Yeah, I don't think he's going to suck. I don't think he's going to be an $11 million linebacker. Fair enough. Uh, Offensive tackle Sean Coleman for the 49ers does not have contract details yet, so I guess I'm just going to skip it. He's not Um, worthy of us talking about anyway. Safety Eric Murray has gone for the Browns to the Texans on a three-year, $20.25 million contract. Thoughts? (sighs) This would be, you know, this is kind of nothing. Like, he's going to be a starter for them, but meh. All right. Offensive tackle, uh, George Fant has gone from the Seahawks to the Jets on a three-year, $27.3 million contract. Do you care? Um, I care that you're overpaying for your number three tackle. Yeah, this is fucking confusing. Um, I'm assuming the Jets were like, fuck, 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 fuck. Um, and they're just like <laughs> panic signing whoever was around. So oh, yeah, this reeks of just panic buy. 
um, which is a shame. Yeah, you're telling me. Um, it's disappointing. It's so disappointing. I, I hate this team so much. Oh, my God. How are we like the Knicks, but with none of the fan base? <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> uh, I don't know either. Oh, God. It hurts my heart. Quarterback AJ McCarron. I'm skipping him. Marcus Mariota is going to the Raiders. What do you think about that? Uh, I think he'll be great in the backup role for them, uh, especially off the field. Um, I mean, I, I love Marcus Mariota. I want him to have a good career. I mean, with Derek Carr being a dude, uh, Mariota is one of those guys that he's probably going to start a game for the Raiders this year, even if uh, even if Carr stays healthy. I just see that being a thing that happens. I really hope John Gruden pioneers the two QB set. I would fucking love that. I would cry. Um, FYI, Desmond Trufant just signed a two-year deal uh, for $21 million going from the Falcons to the Lions. I'm a big fan of that. I love Desmond Trufant. He's one of the top corners in the NFL when he's healthy. Problem is he's never healthy. If he can be healthy... The Lions have two absolute lockdown corners, which is great. What's the Lions' plan? I don't know. I'm just so confused. I don't know. All yeah. right. Um, <laughs> they're like like the like the NFC North's little brother who like wants to play the video games with their older friends, but like don't know how the mechanics work. <laughs> uh, you're not wrong. Every now and again, they'll pick a team that happens to have Barry Sanders on it, and they're good for a little while, but they're never good enough to win. No, no, they never are. You know, Barry Sanders, Calvin Johnson, other Detroit players that I'm sure have been good over the years. Sometimes Matt Stafford, sometimes not. Yeah. Uh, AJ Klein gone from the Saints to the Bills on a three-year, $18 million contract. Oh, I don't care. Jaron Reed uh, re-signed with the Seahawks two years, $23 million. Okay, but yeah. No one cares about Chad Henney. Amari Cooper re-signed with the Cowboys five years, $100 million. Wow, Jerry. What is he doing? <laughs> Yo, could uh, you imagine being Dak Prescott waking up the, and seeing this? Yeah, like a quarterback who's just wants, you know, $30 million a year, whatever it was. And then your wide receiver is making two thirds of that. Like, damn, yo. Yo, if I was if I was fucking Dak, I'd be tight. I'd be like, you ain't even draft this dude. I've been with you all the time. Yeah. Fuck. Uh, dude, I make like six hundred thousand dollars a year, and you just gave my wide receiver a hundred million dollars. Fuck like, you. He ain't shit without me. <laughs> Who you think threw him the fucking ball? Oh, I'd love it. Uh, um, yeah, I honestly think this is a pretty good deal. Amari Cooper, when he's on, he's he's you know a, a top three, top five wide receiver in the NFL, and he looks to be significantly better on the Cowboys than he was on the Raiders. Yeah, I was gonna say Cowboys. Amari Cooper could certainly be worth this. Yeah, so I I have nothing against this. Defensive end Mario Addison has gone from the Panthers to the Bills, three years, thirty million. Um, yeah, that's sure. Yeah, 
Drew Brees resigned with we, the Saints. Uh, we, we skipped over one, Josh. We skipped over Kendall Fuller. Oh, uh, I did miss Kendall Fuller. I'm sorry, Mr. Kendall Fuller. You've gone yeah, from the Raiders yeah. to the Redskins. Sorry, nope. You've gone from the Chiefs to the Redskins. Four years, $40 million. I, uh, I think this is your Josh Norman replacement, except better than Josh Norman, uh, making less money than Josh Norman, and isn't going to be a pain in the ass like Josh Norman. Um, huge loss for the Chiefs. Huge get for Ron Rivera. Uh, I'm a big fan of this deal. Yeah, Ron Rivera's probably, you know, signed on with the Redskins and was like, get! this man out of here <laughs> booted josh norman to the sun and then was like get me literally anyone else like all right we got kendall fuller who's good but you know um drew Brees we signed with the saints two years 50 million they won't stop paying him ever no um but yeah like good for the saints yeah um i guess now since we're talking about drew Brees signing a team-friendly contract i guess for you know the next two years we should talk about the fact that they first round tendered the other quarterback that they have on their roster, uh, Taysom Hill. I I don't get it. Um, I mean, he's a special teamer. He's a backup quarterback. He's a, a essentially NBA sixth man, um, getting paid a lot of money. Um, I honestly don't even know how much his first round tender is going to be. But it's going to be a fair chunk of money, and I'm just—I'm not entirely sure uh, Taysom Hill of all people is is worth that. But the Saints swear by him, so um, it's you know, a weird. You can't blame move. him for having their guy that they stand behind. Yeah, I mean, like he—he's the NFL super utility player. You know, he's yeah. he's there. Um, Enrique Hernandez. He's mm-hmm. he's there. Uh, uh, who is that Kiki. guy? Uh, I hate I hate saying it though. It's Kiki. Um, he he's he's there. What's that white guy that was on the Rays and then the Cubs with Joe Madden? Um, oh, um, that fucking dude looked like everyone's fucking uncle. Every uh, every white uncle at a barbecue. Fuck, who are you talking about? The util. I think he was even Cubs Super oh, Super Bowl World Series MVP. What? When the Cubs really? won the World Series, who was their MVP? I don't remember. I'm looking it oh, up. Ben uh, Zobrist. Oh, fuck, I know exactly. Ben Zobrist. Going. Yeah. Yeah. He he's uh, there, Ben Zobrist. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. I want him to succeed on the Lions, not on the Lions, on the Saints. Like I, I want Taysom Hill to be a thing. I just it this is one of those things where I I like to be on the front of changes. I don't know how to feel about Taysom Hill himself. Were you aware that Ben Zobris has won two World Series? Probably. I I knew he played in two, but there was a third World Series. I forgot that he was on the Royals the year they won the World Series. Really? Yeah. You remember him playing in the 08 World Series with the Rays, the OG Joe Madden team, and obviously everyone remembers him from the Cubs winning it in 2016, the other big-time Joe Madden team. But he was on the Ray, the Royals in 2015 and won the World Series with the Royals in 2015. Ain't that some shit? That is some shit. I um, completely forgot that. We all did. Uh, before we move on, I just would like to change my answer. I forgot that Taysom Hill has lined up as fullback for the Saints multiple occasions. Um, so I'm 100% on Taysom Hill now. All right. I can dig. 
Uh, Blake Martinez has gone from the Packers to the Giants, three years, $30 million. This was the one that, as I was scrolling through this, I was like, this happened? Damn. Love it for the Giants. Blake Martinez, you know, almost every year leads the NFL in tackles, uh, is just a, has an absolute nose for the ball. Um, I'm, I'm a big fan of this for the Giants defense. Um, Rand, Randall Cobb? I'm thinking of the wrong Randall Cobb, right? Uh, you are not. Wait, who was on, who was on the Packers? Randall Cobb. Why does it say he was on the Cowboys? He played for the Cowboys last year. No, he didn't. Yeah. No, he didn't. That's, that's how far Randall Cobb has fallen into obscurity. What? He did? Yeah. No. Yeah. Randall Cobb? Randall Cobb. Has gone from the Cowboys to the Texans for three years, $27 million, which, okay. He played in uh, 15 games last year for the Cowboys, started six, 83 targets, 55 receptions for 828 yards and three touchdowns. I don't want that to be true. Yeah, you know, it's one of those things where it's like Randall Cobb, Jordy Nelson. Those are those are the Green Bay Packers wide receivers that I will always know. Fuck. Okay. Um Jimmy Ward got a three-year, $28.5 million contract from the Niners. Um, yeah, uh, I like Jimmy Ward. I know a lot of people hate on him. Uh, I think this is a fair contract for him. We got a lot more of these left, so let's try to be quicker. Dude, we with have them. a lot more. I know. Leonard Williams, uh, franchise tag by the Giants. We talked about it. You suck, dude. Yeah, fuck. Go fuck yourself into oblivion. Uh, Jordan Phillips from the Bills to the Cardinals on a three-year money TBA contract. Um, yeah, uh, I. Yeah. It's hard to say because we don't know the money. Jordan Phillips, though, really good player. I uh, think he'll do really great for the Cards. Linebacker Tyler Matakevich from the Steelers to the Bills, two years nine. Uh, big red Tyler Matakevich. Uh. Man, I'm going to miss this dude. Uh, honestly, probably the second best special teamer in the league behind Matthew Slater. Um, he will he will be very valued by the Bills, and, and I'll miss him. R.I.P. Defensive end Emmanuel Ogba from the Chiefs to the Dolphins on a two-year $15 million. I don't care. Tight end Levine Toyololo from the Niners to the Giants. Don't care. Quarterback Chase Daniel from the Paris Lions. No, it doesn't matter. Um, um, I just want to say, dude, good on Chase Daniel for just learning how to print money. I know. Oh my God, he is the he is Mr. a fucking bank. Mister Blue Mountain State himself, Alex Moran. I know. It's literally it, this might be the single most impressive feat in all of football. And we should do an episode on him. Um, fullback Eli Penny resigned by the Giants. Um, no. Nah. Quarterback Nate Sudfeld re-signed with the Eagles. Nah, who cares? Defensive end Robert Quinn going from the Cowboys to the Bears. Five years, seventy um, million. Scary long contract for a guy as old as he is. Like I think he's like thirty-two now. I want to say. Um, uh, we'll see if it's worth it. I I'd hold my breath. Uh, Robert Quinn has just completed his age twenty-nine season no fucking way really Um, yeah he's been although it was his seventh year 
sorry, his ninth season in the NFL, having started when wow. he was 21. I just, I've always assumed Robert Quinn is some old fucking dude. I also did. I thought you took the under. Yeah. Like Robert uh, Quinn's the kind of guy, like, I'm pretty sure he's like Cameron Wake, where he's like 36, 37. And it's like that with Chris Archer. Along. Chris Archer always feels older than he is. Um, uh, no, Chris Archer is exactly as old as everyone thinks he is. He's oh, we had, old. That's right. We, no, no, he's not old. We talked about this. He's like 32 and like wasn't old enough for him to be old, but wasn't young enough for him to be young. Anyway, linebacker Corey Littleton uh, from the Rams of the Raiders, three years, 36. Yeah, uh, I like this deal. Um, I really like Corey Littleton, uh, one of the Rams' best defensive players. Uh, good get for the Raiders. Quarterback Philip Rivers going from the Chargers to the Colts on a one-year 25 mil. <laughs> um, I think this is more to do with name brand than actual talent for why it's such a big deal. I honestly don't think the Philip Rivers of 2020 is that much better, if at all better, than Jacoby Brissett of 2020. Um, I don't know if this is as big of a get for the Colts as people think it is. Oh, I don't think it's a big get for the Colts at all. In fact, I think this is Colts ownership stepping in and saying, we need, we, we, we need Philip Rivers. And the coaching staff is like, do we? And he was like, we need Philip Rivers. Um. That then, sounds like a thing drunk Jim Irsay would say. So, yeah. That's exactly what I was going for. Thank you. Yeah. Um, quarterback Teddy Bridgewater. We talked about this already. Uh, defensive end Yannick Ngaku. Uh, I did not say that right. Ngakwe. Ngakwe. Damn, I was so close at the start of it. <laughs> uh, franchise tag by the Jaguars? Yeah. Definitely worth it. Totally. Defensive end Ron Blair. Resigned with the 49ers for one year. TBA money. Yeah. Meh. Safety Jalen Mills is resigned with the Eagles for one year and five. Nice contract. Linebacker Joe Gobert has gone from the Browns to the Jaguars five years, $53.75 million. Um I don't I I think this is a rare deal where I think it's a little overpay, but the Jaguars have nobody else at linebacker because Telvin Smith just decided not to play anymore and we don't know if he's coming back ever. So it's kind of like, yeah, we're going to pay it. So, yeah. Yeah, it feels fine. Uh, a weird one, Jordan Howard going from the Eagles and the Dolphins on a two-year $10 million contract. This didn't feel uh, necessary. Uh, yeah, like I, I just feel like that man is going to die in Miami. I got a notification on it and I was like, I don't think this matters enough for me to get a notification on it. I very much agree. I don't think that matters whatsoever. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm skipping Kevin Pierre-Lewis. Vic Beasley going from the Falcons to the Titans on a one-year $9.5 million contract. Uh, definitely a prove-it deal. I don't think he's going to prove it, but I think the Titans, him being the number two guy finally instead of being the number one guy, will do hopefully good things for Vic Beasley, but don't set expectations too high. Yeah, this is a contract where it's like no no team would be wrong for doing this. Exactly. Yeah. Uh tight end Jason Witten refusing to retire, uh, going from the Cowboys to the Raiders on a one year, let's just call it five million dollar contract. Dude, just go back to retirement. Dude, stop. Just like leave football don't, alone. Don't go back to announcing, but go back to retirement. Uh, Alex Lewis, a guard, is re-signed with the Jets, three years, eighteen point six million dollars, and I did not know who this was. I still don't know who this is. <laughs> Everyone was like, oh, yeah, we re-signed him. I'm like, who? Yeah, who I don't, I don't know who that man is. Uh, Yeah, no fucking clue. 
Offensive tackle Brian Beluga has gone from the Packers to the Chargers. Three or thirty. Uh, yeah, love Brian Belaga. Um, I really wish he was named Beluga. Uh, I choose to read this as Beluga. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like you said it and you said it in such a way where I was like, I prefer this. This is better. <laughs> Life um, has gotten better today. Yeah, I mean, good on the Chargers for finally getting protection for Philip Rivers. Oh, Oops. wait. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, now I'm sad. Uh, Justin Simmons resigned with the Broncos. No, oh, franchise tag by the Broncos. Yeah, the bound to happen. Great player. Uh, DLDJ Reader has got from the Texans to the Bengals four year, 53 million. Uh, I'm incredibly surprised that the Bengals have money, even you know, one have money and also reached out in free agency. Um, but good get for them. Uh, yeah, I wonder if they're just anticipating their quarterback play being better and want to have a speediest turnaround as possible. Uh, but I don't even know, I doubt it. We'll have to see. Rodney McLeod know. has re-signed with the Eagles on a two-year 12. I think it's Rodney McClellan? McLeod? I don't know. I honestly I don't know. know how to pronounce his last name. I'm jo- I just made a guess. Yeah, I, I don't know how to pronounce it. Uh, pretty good deal. I mean, he's going to be their starter for next year. Not exactly a superstar, but we'll get the job done. Yeah, yeah, this feels fine. Um, Cornerback Darkies Denard has gone from the Bengals to the Jaguars on a 13.5 contract uh yeah darquez denard um pretty fast dude i doubt he's gonna replace aj boye the way people hope he will uh yeah i don't know he's pretty meh yeah jaguars are really just trying to i don't even want to say rebuild but maybe like restock on the fly They're i am trying truly to amazed it. by how quickly they went from rebuilding to contending, to rebuilding. Oh, yeah, literally two seasons, three seasons. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, so th- uh, they're just this is them just trying to keep their window open as long as they can, yep. um, which is still shockingly short. Darian Thompson resigned with the Cowboys for two years, two point eight. That's yeah. Okay, skipping Cam cannot Canada. Kyle Canada. Kyle Fackrell has. Uh, <laughs> Uh, signed, gone from the Packers to the Giants on a one-year, four point six million dollar contract. Depth guy. Yeah, it feels like it. Uh, J- Jordan Poyer has re-signed, or sorry, signed an extension with the Bills, uh, two-year, twenty point five million dollars. He's good. Yeah. This makes sense. Yes. Uh, I'm just going to pick out some of the other big ones as we kind of like, hopefully, yeah. near the end of this list. Uh, quarterback Trey Waynes has gone from the Vikings to the Bengals, three years, forty-two. Uh, I, you know, I don't love this. It's not a, it's not a bad get. I mean, he's a above average cornerback. Um, the contract's not a killer. It's not going to hurt you long-term, but you know, it's not exactly a a superstar signing. Again, I think I, I, I said it and now I can't not think it that this is just the Bengals hoping, hoping to be ready as soon as possible once they get a replacement quarterback. Um, Safety Trey Boston has gone from oh. the Panthers to the Panthers from three or eighteen. Uh, I'm glad Trey Boston's finally getting paid. He deserves it, uh, especially going back to the Panthers. Um, huge get. Yeah, love this. Um, center Connor McGovern has gone from the Broncos oh. to the Jets, three or eighteen. Um, this is a good get for the Jets. Uh, this is probably their best signing. 
Oh, did you want me to, to do your seconds? I skipped Sean Lee. Yeah. Let's talk about Sean Lee. One year, 4.5 to stay with the Cowboys. Such an amazing contract for the Cowboys. Um, they're definite uh, leader on defense. I, he's that guy where I know we've talked about this before, but when he's on the field, the Cowboys defense is so statistically better than when he's off it. Um, it's a shame he gets hurt as often as he is. He's one of those guys that's made of glass, but he's going to be a great um, coach. Yo, God, I can't wait for him to coach. I hope, he, I really, really hope he comes back to Penn State to coach. That would be fucking amazing. Um, yeah. I'm going to skip one here for a second. Uh, let's jump mm-hmm. down to Carl Nassib, gone from the Bucks Nassib. to the Raiders. Nassib, damn it. Three years, 25. Uh, yeah, dude, walk on at Penn State, captain for the Buccaneers, now getting paid by the Raiders. Love this. Love this contract. He's going to kill it. Dope. Vernon Butler from the Panthers to the Bills on a two-year 16. Yeah, just don't care. It's not <laughs> It's not like a crazy bad contract. It's just like, uh, it's just not worth. I don't Gerald, know much about Vernon Butler. Gerald McCoy going from the Panthers to the Cowboys on a three-year $20.25 million contract. Uh, which one are we on? Gerald McCoy? Yes, Gerald McCoy. Yeah, I like this for the Cowboys. This is this is pretty good for them. Gerald McCoy is still a, an outstanding defensive tackle. Um, just he'll if there's any major difference to this Cowboys defense, it's going to be because of Gerald McCoy. Um, yeah, Dope. we skipped over Danny Shelton, who signed with the Lions, signed oh, a yeah. two-year, eight million dollar contract. Criminally underpaid for Danny Shelton and what he does. Well, he's hopefully gonna, the Lions can capitalize. I on really it. suspect he's going to uh, outplay that contract significantly. We'll keep an eye on it. Offensive tackle Andrew Whitworth has re-signed with the Rams, three years, thirty million dollars. Um, yeah, that's gonna that's gonna be a good one. I mean, he's he's old, like he's older than dirt, but he's he's still one of the best tackles in the league. Real quick, cornerback Brian Poole has re-signed with the Jets, one year, five million dollars, and I think he will outplay that contract by a country mile. Yeah. Um, we've got some others that we skipped over that just haven't had money released. Like Malcolm Jenkins, Jenkins signed with the Saints. That's pretty huge. Leonard Floyd signed with the Rams, one year, ten million. Kind of not spectacular, but he's a name. Dante Fowler signed with the Falcons for three years, no money yet, but that's a that's a big get for the Falcons, replacing uh, that guy we just talked about that I forget his name. So. I know Whatever. who you're saying, but I can't think of it yeah. either. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm just trying to see if there's any other big... No tackle. Michael Pierce going from the Ravens to the Vikings on a three-year 27? Yeah, he's he's going to tear shit up with the Vikings. Uh, I assume he's going to be their Linval Joseph. Or probably not Linval Joseph, but he's going to be a, a big name there. Um, And then I guess... Yeah, Linval Joseph signed with the Chargers. Two-year 17 million. That Chargers defense is going to be fucking scary. All right. Do you see any other ones here to address before we loop back to a quarterback discussion? Uh, Bo Allen with the Patriots, two years, eight million. Fucking Danny Shelton replacement, same contract. Might be a better player. Might better be a better all-around player. I don't know, but Bill Belichick gets it done. 
Uh, let's talk about it then. Jeff Driscoll. No, uh, I don't even know who that is, but he went from the Lions to the Broncos. So good for you, Jeff. Tom Brady going from the Patriots to the Buccaneers on I what's just, said to be a $30 million per year contract. It doesn't feel real. Wow. I mean, like, wow. What the First fuck? of all, paying a 43-year-old Tom Brady $30 million. Fucking wow. Um, I just, I don't think this is going to be that great of a fit. I really don't. Why um, do you why do you say that, Corbin? Because I, I don't understand offense, what, what you're getting at here. The fact that he's like 43 years old and can't really throw the ball downfield and how could that possibly matter? Oh God, it's just why are you hating every the coach, everything Corwin? about what Tom Brady did well for the Patriots is the exact opposite of everything that Bruce Arians and the Buccaneers did well with Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. It's just such an opposite atmosphere from what he wanted, from what Tom Brady had in New England. I just, fuck, I don't know, man. Maybe he balls out and we realize Tom just needed to get away from Bill. Maybe he fucking sucks and we realize the goddamn Emperor Palpatine was behind this all along. I don't know. There's like, it's just going to be something that's going to be talked about ad nauseum for the oh. next nine years. Yep. Ugh. Uh, yeah, I thought he was going to go to like a win now ready team. Like that's why people were saying the Chargers, why people were saying the Titans. Um, oh, God. And then this is just out of left fucking field. Yeah. So Tom Brady last season finished with an 88 quarterback rating, his lowest quarterback rating since 2013 when it was an 87.3. And then his next one below 90 was in 20, 2008 when he played uh, in one single game and it was 83.9. You so, want to hear something fucking spectacular? Yes. Um, he, Tom Brady, had the exact same PFF rating last year as Jameis Winston. Yeah, I saw that. You want to hear something else beautiful? Yes. Tom Brady's last pass ever in a Patriots uniform was a pick six. Uh, Tom Brady's? Tom Brady's. And the you playoffs. want to know something even better? Yeah. Jameis Winston's first and last pass in a Tampa Bay Buccaneers uniform was a pick six. I just love this so much. Oh, uh, it's perfect. So let me tell you, Corwin, why I don't think this makes any goddamn sense. First and Besides foremost. Besides all the reasons we just talked about. Besides, yeah, all, ev everything <laughs> we just said to the fucking side. Where do you think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense finished last season? Fifth. 29th. Really? Yeah, they were bad. They by were what really metric? bad, huh? By what by, metric? By uh, uh, why did it? What did I just have this sort of? Damn it! I resorted, and now it's gone. Uh, I think it was an overall rating that um Pro Football Reference gave them. They finished 18th huh. in yards. Uh, they finished fourth in points. Oh, fourth, fourth, fourth most points allowed. I should say, um, not good. 18th most yards allowed. Uh, fourth most plays given up, which isn't good. They had actually pretty few yards per play, which which is good for them. It's eighth most. Um, they had a high number of takeaways, fifth most takeaways. Uh, but regardless, here they had 
allowed the third most passing yards, um, which 4,300, only behind the Cardinals and the Lions. They had allowed actually a pretty, the, the fewest rushing yards, 1,181. Good for them, I, uh, I guess. They committed the 15th most penalties, have the ninth most penalty yards, um, and were uh, sixth in expected points contributed by all defense, which is very good. So all over the place, but they, in general, I will say, not fucking good. I will counter with, in general, pretty fucking good. I'll they say mediocre. Fifth in DVOA defense last year with a negative 11.5 right behind Baltimore, just ahead of Buffalo. And by WEI defense, weighted defense, it's adjusted DVOA so that earlier games in the season gradually become less important. So it better reflects how the team was playing by the end of the season. They finished third behind only Pittsburgh and Baltimore ahead of teams like New England and San Francisco. So I don't know what the fuck to make of the Tampa Bay defense. Yeah, I, I was thoroughly confused. Shit, but yeah, you're right. This just only made things so much worse. Oh I my feel, god. So by rushing defense, they were a f- they were over 6% better by rushing defense DVOA than the next highest team. I don't even know what to they make. They were at -30.6%, which is insane. The next closest was the Jets at negative 24.4. For reference, passing defense, they finished... uh, They finished like 10th. I don't want to count because it's all fucked up, but it's it's like 10th. Sorry, 12th. Okay. So I, I don't know, man. Yes, yeesh. I, 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 I have no fucking clue. I don't know, um, man. So they were ninth in missed tackles. Uh, so their defense is confusing. Yeah, and their offense was fine. Yeah, it was the third James most Winston points show for sure. Third most points in the NFL last season. Third most yards in the NFL last season. They ran the fourth most plays in the NFL last season. They had the sixth most yards per play in the NFL last season. Um, like that's all good. Their expected yeah. points wasn't great, 17th, because you know, <laughs> 30 interceptions does a uh, quite a number to you. Uh, but still, I mean, I get you want to limit turnovers because as we've discussed, turnovers are more negative than touchdowns are positive, generally speaking. But I mean, fuck, like, I, oh, I just, it's just weird as shit. I didn't think the, the, the Bucks were one quarterback away from being a contender, especially in that division. Yeah, I just, I don't, I don't know how to feel, man. Like, I, I don't want to say Tampa Bay is already, you know, a contender now, but at the same time. I don't know how you couldn't consider a team quarterback by Tom Brady with great wide receivers and a a defense like the Tampa Bay defense is not going to be able to compete, especially in a an interesting division. Um, God, it's going to be tough. Right. But I, I have a question. 
I think they have a chance. Who do you think performs better in 2020, Tom Brady or whomever the starting quarterback collective is for the New England Patriots? Ooh. Um, so I've heard the, you know, who's going to be better, the Patriots or the Buccaneers, and I choose the Buccaneers every time. But I don't know. I, 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 I'm going to say the Bucs. You're gonna no no, no. not think, not the teams. Think. I want I want the quarterback performance. Yeah, yeah. You're I still was, gonna go with Tom. I was, hoping, I was hoping you weren't gonna ask that, but I I assume it's not gonna be Brian Hoyer. I assume unless it's Cam Newton. I'll say this caveat: if it's anyone other than Cam Newton, I'll say it's Tom Brady. Okay, actually, that's a fair caveat. I will go. Oh man. It's like, who do you want to bet against? Six-time Super Bowl winner Tom Brady or living god Bill Belichick? Um, yeah. And as much as I downplay Tom Brady a lot, I'm going to go with... Oh, no, I'll go with Bill, I'm going to go with Bill Belichick. I'll just take contrary to you. I'll take the Patriots. Sure. Why not? It makes this more interesting. Uh, let's sure. talk quickly about the trades, and then let's wrap this up. Um, uh, where so, do you want to start? The Broncos traded the 2020 fourth round pick for AJ Bouye, Bouye, um, um, which just doesn't feel like enough. And yet it was. Yeah. I, this is one of those things where I'm going to take the Broncos uh, just because fourth round picks are usually pretty meh. And AJ Bouye is a very, excuse me, very, very good cornerback. So give me the Broncos on this. Oh, uh, 100%. All right, um, Josh, recovering from a stroke today. Defensive tackle DeForest Buckner getting traded from uh, the Colts to San Francisco. The Colts in exchange receiving a first-round pick. What do you think? Yeah, so basically I'm th- I have to view this as you're spending your 13th overall pick this year on DeForest Buckner. And nine times out of ten, I would take DeForest Buckner as a known commodity, as one of the best defensive tackles in the league. But the 13th overall pick could get you a guy like Jerry Judy this year or Henry Ruggs or CeeDee Lamb or any one of these guys that could have seriously helped out your offense. Uh, But at the end of the day... DeForest Buckner is a no commodity. I'm pretty sure he's an all pro player. So I'm going to give this one to, uh, to the Colts. Uh, Carolina Panthers get Russell Okung in exchange from the Los Angeles chargers for Trey Turner. Trey Turner is, this was a dumb trade. I, (laughs) I just, it was, it was Trey Turner all around. Uh, Clayus Campbell has gone to also, Baltimore. Sure it's I don't know. I don't know either. It doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. Um, Trey, uh, Clay, Clay, fuck. Calais Campbell has gone to Baltimore from Jacksonville in exchange for a 2025th round pick. You're fucking stupid, Jacksonville. You're fucking stupid. Uh, unless they want to try to cut costs because Calais no. Campbell's $15 million goes with them. It, it's, yeah, no, it's dumb. Uh, ugh, this is a doozy. Uh, Arizona acquires a 2024. No, let's round save pick. this for last. All right, fine. Atlanta acquires Hayden Hurst, tight end from Baltimore, 
Uh, and the 2024th round pick, which is number 143, Baltimore acquires in this trade the 2022nd round pick, which is number 55, and a 2025th round pick, which is number 157. I honestly... I think Baltimore wins this one overall, but I don't say that as like the Falcons got the blunt end of this. I think this this trade just kind of fits both teams. Yeah, it, it's. I don't want to say it's a win-win because you're giving up uh, a lot to really get Hayden Hurst, but at the same, hey, you know what? No, it's a win for both teams. You know, Baltimore, you're getting rid of like your second best tight end. Yeah, they already have Mark Andrews, Mark Anthony, whatever his name is. Uh, Mark Andrews. Yeah. Yeah, they're fine. Um, Hayden Hurst, not exactly a young guy. Like he's had what two years of playing time, but he's already like twenty six. Um, but he's going to be a really good tight end for the Falcons. So, yeah, I'm just going to call this one even. Uh yeah, that works for me. Um, this is another doozy. Stefan Diggs has gone to Buffalo. Uh, Stefan Diggs plus a 2027th round pick in exchange for going back to Minnesota, I should say, 2020 fifth round pick, 2026th round pick, 2021 fourth round pick, and 2021st round pick. Who um, wins? Yeah, I, I kind of gotta say the Bills won this. Like you're know. giving up a lot of picks, but Stefan Diggs is a really good wide receiver. You're giving up a first rounder, yeah, but you'd spend that on Stefan Diggs anyway. And you're pretty much trading I don't know. You're giving I, up a lot, but I I I think overall you'd you'd rather have a guy like Stefan Diggs and the Vikings. I don't know, man. Like they they just lost their number two option, their number one option, depending on how you look at it. And it's just, it's tough. I don't know. I I actually kind of weirdly think this is another win-ish type scenario because Stefan Diggs wanted to leave, but he wanted yeah. to leave because the Vikings weren't using him as much, which just tells me the Vikings thought they could do it without him, or at least with a lighter version of him. So if they were already in a mode where they didn't think they needed literal, actual Stefan Diggs, mm -hmm. then trade him in that name value for a fuck ton of picks. And Buffalo, who is wide receiver light, I mean, my God, yeah. getting I mean, name brand wide receiver in Stefan Diggs is a, a win. So yeah. this I is, think this it makes sense. Trades, you, you really, really can't judge it until you see what those picks turn out to be. Uh, yeah, and how Diggs plays. Very true. Yeah. Uh, I think Diggs ooh. will be fine with Josh Allen, but um, I th for right now, I think the Bills should take this home. Another doozy. Uh, Cleveland gets Andy Jan Janovich fullback from Denver in exchange for a 2021 seventh round pick. Wow, just killing it, Browns. Killing it. <laughs> well, hey, when the Browns win the Super Bowl that year, 2021 seventh round pick will be Mr. Irrelevant, and that's pretty Yeah. <laughs> oh, who gives a fuck? Uh, James Casey, another fullback, this time went to Denver in exchange for a 2027th round pick. Uh, that's Jarrell Casey, not James, and he's no, a defensive my, lineman. My, no, mine says James Casey, fullback. Where? I'm on spot. Are you on, 
Are you on the Reddit? Oh, what? I'm looking at Spot Track. Spot Track has it as James Casey, fullback. Oh, no. Jarrell Casey of the Titans, defensive lineman, got traded to the Broncos for a seventh round pick. Who got traded to the Broncos for a seventh round pick? Jarrell Casey. Broncos trade history. ESPN Broncos transactions. Andy Janovich. Wait, all they have is Andrew Janovich. It's... Oh, the only two transactions that, that ESPN has for the Broncos is Andy Janovich and and um, acquired A.J. Bouye from, from, from Jacksonville. They didn't even have one of these Casey's. I promise you, Jarrell Casey is the one that was traded. How do you he's, know? He's a very good player. But why? if he was a very good player, why would he get traded for a seventh-round pick? Wouldn't James Casey make more sense then? It would make more sense, but this is that's why this is a big deal. Who got Jarell traded? Casey's 30 years old. He's a five-time pro bowler. Um, let's see. He had five sacks last year, seven the year before that. You know, he averages like six and a half sacks a game or a season. He's a very, very good player. And it's insane that the Broncos got him for a seventh round pick. So James like, Casey, we, fullback. Ta- we talk about average value. This is Jarrell Casey in his, um, uh, let's see, nine seasons so far. Eight, six, 12, seven, nine, 11, 10, 12, 11. All right, so Spotrack has to have it wrong because I just clicked on the link to see who James Casey is, and he's a 35-year-old fullback that hasn't played since 2015. Really? No kidding. Yeah, so so they're definitely wrong. It's definitely Jarrell Casey. It's also spelled incorrectly on the the Reddit chart, so everybody's stupid today. All right, that was fucking painful. Uh, (laughs) Lastly, before we loop back around, um, this is another... Definite mistake on <laughs> Spot Track's part, which they don't usually make mistakes. So this is weird. Uh, oh, sorry. There's two more trades. Um, Duron Harmon, strong safety, has been traded from New England to Detroit in exchange for a zero zeroth round pick. So literally nothing. Um, which again has to be a mistake, but I don't know where. So we're gonna move on. Um, Nick Foles has been traded from Jacksonville to Chicago in exchange for a 2024th round pick, which is apparently the only trick you pick you're legally allowed to trade this off season. Um, what do you think about this one? Yeah, man, I just feels kind of, I don't know. Again. Like it's a clear upgrade against Mitch Trubisky, which is saying something sadly. Nick Foles is, is not great. Um, but it's definitely better than Mitch Trubisky. Hopefully this allows Matt Nagy to actually use his offense. Uh, and I don't know. It, it's uninspired, but at the same time necessary. Yeah. Uh, the the Jaguars wanted Rumble Gardner Minshew, and then they don't need to pay all this money to Nick Foles to be a backup quarterback. So trade him, free up some cap space, get a different backup quarterback in there. The Bears think Trubisky is ass, which is not unfair, but want to give him a chance to stay on the team, but give him competition so that they can actually compete for a spot in a tough division. So Nick Foles is that guy. He's cheap in terms of um, draft capital. All he costs is actual literal dollars, which 
is a doesn't lot. matter right now because they're paying Mitch Trubisky nothing. So just think about it all looped together into your QB one dollars. And if you think about it that way, then it's not that much money. Didn't Mitch Trubisky sign a contract? Did he? I thought that was just Jared Goff. Did they do that for Mitch Trubisky already too? I wouldn't be surprised. Mitch Trubisky spot trap. Um, uh, f- current contract is four year, twenty nine million. Yeah, that's that's not much. It's not. So again, if you just loop all of the Mitch Trubisky and Nick Foles money into Q- starting QB one money, then you're good. That's fine. Yep. Um. All right, then let's loop back to the final trade. Arizona has acquired from Houston DeAndre Hopkins and a 2024th round pick, the only pick you're legally allowed to trade. Uh, they uh, Houston has acquired in exchange David Johnson, a 2021 fourth round pick and a 2020 second round pick, number 40 in the draft. Wow. Um, I Has a player ever been traded after being named a first team All-Pro? All right, I'm just going to hop right in. I think it is ridiculous that a team without an actual GM should be allowed to make this kind of trade. Like, this is the Chris Paul trade getting vetoed in the NBA. It's just, it's anti-competition. It's against the best interests of the team making this trade. Uh, It's just, I have been so biased in favor of Bill O'Brien because of what he did at Penn State. And I have been vocal about being biased towards him. This is it. This is the straw that broke the camel's back. Just, it's ridiculous how he is just fucking his team over. Uh, like David Johnson is not who he was his rookie year. He he never has been close to that again. A Cardinals second round and fourth round picks this year. Like, yeah, okay, you're giving up the best wide receiver in football. The past, what, three or four first-round wide receivers that have been traded have all been for first-round picks. Brandon Cooks twice. Even uh, Odell with Odell his Odell Beckham Jr. and all his issues. Yeah, first-round pick. Uh, Amari Cooper, first-round pick. You're selling him for pennies on the dollar, and it's fucking killing me. And so not even I have pennies a, on the dollar after a bad season. Pennies on the dollar for an all-first-team yeah. all-pro season. Like, I know we talked about, like, him maybe not deserving it this season with Mike Thomas, but we also said, I, you know, like, I remember us saying we can't just not give it to DeAndre Hopkins because he doesn't live up to what he normally does. He's still one of the best wide receivers in the NFL any given season. And probably, in my mind, definitely the best all around, eh, top two. Uh, Julio is a freak, and I can't not give him credit but deandre hopkins is an amazing football player and i just don't know how you can give him up when your team is so close to competing it makes just not a goddamn lick of sense who's their wide receiver too uh will fuller five fuller, is he still there? will fuller kenny stills yeah who who's supposed to be wide receiver one now huh uh real me that shit like uh, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna draft? Are you gonna are you gonna draft a new fucking DeAndre Hopkins this year? You're gonna bank on that in in a in a competition window in your playoff window? 
shit, man. Maybe if you were like where the Bengals are right now and you did this shit with AJ Green, people would be like, yeah, I get it. You know, they're not one wide receiver way, but you need every goddamn weapon. God, I mean, shit. Like, you're criticized as a team enough for not being able to win the big games, and you just got rid of one of your three biggest big game players. The fuck you doing? For nothing. I don't get me wrong. I love David Johnson, and to see his career derailed after one great season is really sad, and I wish him all the best. But fuck, it doesn't matter. It doesn't, he's not going to make your team a tenth of the amount better that keeping DeAndre Hopkins would have, and nor are either of the dudes are going to draft with these two stupid ass draft picks. This is unhelpful. This is stupid. This is bad. It's just bad. For a guy that also has zero off the field issues. Zero, not a single one. DeAndre Hopkins is well regarded as being a really great person. And so and I'm and I'm sure you Corman can comment to this. Uh it sounds like Bill O'Brien said some really weird shit. Yeah, like there's I honestly don't know any of the specifics of what he could have said. I haven't really read into it yet. God, I, uh, man, I don't have a lot of bad rumors of going on. I saw one clip of him just going off on a fan as they were going into the tunnel. Uh, I feel like this is going to get ugly. I don't have the quote in front of me, but what I recall it being as a paraphrasing is that Bill O'Brien complained that DeAndre Hopkins had so many baby mamas and was constantly mm. bringing them around and then compared him to Aaron Hernandez, a man who literally killed two people. Yeah. Um, I'm not the head coach of a football team. Uh, never been in an NFL locker room. Uh, I've never even played organized football. I have to admit, I can't imagine a coach saying that to a player is taken well by the team. I I, I like how we both had the same reaction to that. Just yeah, like, fucking depressed. And I you know again, I know we are underqualified to talk about race stuff, but this is the same team where the owner last last off season talked about how uh, letting. Players run, uh, uh, make choices is like letting the inmates run the prison, and and has been under fire for other similarly racist comments before. And the fact that they're making it sound like this sounds kind of racist in regards to what's happening. And if you're a firmly of the opinion that is racist, saying it's kind of racist might sound gentle, but I don't want to make too many assumptions here. But at the same time. Oh my God! This doesn't feel great. This feels very problematic in that in that yeah. in that uh, area, and I don't want to make too many assumptions. But wow, 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 wow! wow. Bad look. So bad, yeah. so bad. So because uh, it sounds have... like because he has no other off the field issues, and he's a great player on the field. It sounds like this is personal, and it does only, sound personal. And because he has no personal issues. The only thing left is the man's black, and you didn't like that. Oh, man, it just not great. It's not great, man. Uh, so I have in front of me all of the trades Bill O'Brien has made in the last eight months since oh, the start no. of the 2018 season. Oh, no. I want you to tell me what you think of each one of these trades. Okay. August 2019 with the Cleveland Browns. 
Uh, the Texans sent yep. a 2020 third round pick in exchange for running back Duke Johnson. Uh, this totally fine. Yeah, totally fine. I'm okay with this one. Third round pick for now. Their th- third string running back. I guess um, we can't talk about uh, what happened after that. We just have to talk about everything seemed, leading up to it. So it seemed right at the time. Yeah. All right. That's fair. Uh, later that month, uh, they trade uh, tackle Martinez Rankin for running back Carlos Hyde. <laughs> yeah, this one made no fucking sense. <laughs> At the same time, though, like, I, it doesn't make sense. But Martinez Rankin was a, such a nobody this year, and Carlos Hyde ran for over a thousand yards. It's they've Not basically well like fucked their way into success here. Oh, no way. He was with the Texans this year, wasn't he? Who? Wait, where was Carlos Hyde this year? Uh, Texans. All right, then he was. All right, then yeah. All right, all right. Okay, whatever. Moving on. Uh, September 2019 with Miami. The Texans sent 2020 and 2021 first-round picks, plus cornerback Johnson Benmosi and tackle Julian Davenport. For tackled Laramie Tunsil, wide receiver Kenny Stills, Dolphins fourth round pick in 2020, and a sixth round pick in 2021. Holy shit, was this not worth it? Yeah, this is one of those where I get what they were going for, and Laramie Tunsil is a really good player, and Kenny Stills is a pretty okay wide receiver. But it, that's a lot of capital for a tackle. That's yeah. oh my god! You know, it, it, I it, it I really out. I really agree with the sentiment. I just with the plan set in place that you, they've taken over. Like what they've done since then has really made me think that this was not worth it. You know? Oh yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. So next trade, uh, the. Seattle Seahawks send a third round pick in 2020 plus linebackers Jacob Martin and Barcavius Mingo for defensive end Jadevian Clowney. Now this I think is the perfect trade because now they have a guy whose first name is Barcavius and that can't be measured in dollars. (laughs) Um, No, this is a fucking awful trade. So bad. So bad. Yeah. Like... Jadevian Clowney, still a free agent right now, so could come back to the Texans. Uh, he won't. Spoiler alert. Um, yeah. This is one of those, like, they, they fucked themselves out of value by holding on to him, hoping he would stay, even though everyone knew he wasn't going to stay, and they were just forced to, to bite the bullet and take one for the team. Uh, and then finally, October 2019, with Oakland, the Texans sent a third-round pick in 2020, for cornerback Gary and Connolly. I like this trade. Yeah, I was just I, saying, I don't I don't really hate this one either. I, I like Gary and Connolly. I, I think he has a chance to still be a good cornerback. He was plus even if he was like just mediocre and didn't perform well with the Texans, the Texans defense was so bad they needed to yeah, it, they needed to do as something. Yeah. So So the only two trades we didn't hate were two very quiet third rounders. Yeah, right. I mean, you you didn't mind the Duke Johnson one. I didn't mind the neither of us minded the Gary and Connolly one. I think we both liked that. 
I didn't mind the Carlos Hyde one because it's you know a net win, even if at the time it it was just kind of blah. Um, and then we both agreed that the Jadevian Clowney one was a, a big miss, and that Laramie Tunsil was a decent attempt at the time, but has not really worked out in the end. That plus, so basically, and if you count this blockbuster miss, everything he's tried to do on a higher level than like you know middling picks has yeah. been fucking brutal. Oh my god, it's so bad. Which is why you have actual fucking general managers to do these things for you. Yeah, and he, he is clawing and screaming his way out of an NFL job, which is so hard to do. Yeah. Uh, it's one of those things, like, I will stand by Bill O'Brien. Um, I will stand by Bill O'Brien for what he did at Penn State. Uh, I always will, but this is this is ridiculous, and he needs to move on. Yeah, um, if, if the Texans ownership really likes him, I think we mentioned this before. Give him like a, a head of scouting or um, some type of like executive role or something where he gets to help make a decision but not actually make any fucking decisions yeah i don't know i don't think you can keep him in the in the franchise i think uh, yeah i know i agree but i'm saying if texas ownership likes him for some reason it, yeah. keep him but get him out of the decision making because fuck it's not going well no it's not but we uh ended up talking for a lot longer than we meant to which isn't bad i mean hey people need stuff to do during this uh nationwide quarantine yeah and there was just so much going on like we didn't even get to any of the tenders but i yeah. don't want to spend oh another God. half an hour doing that so we much more time we could be spending on this but yeah uh so i think as of right now we'll be planning on doing a thursday episode but stay tuned to find out what that looks like but as of right now i'll say or sorry monday fuck oh my god my days are gone uh we'll be playing on a monday episode but we'll see what that looks like <laughs> Uh, stay sane, stay happy, stay healthy, uh, don't, stay six feet away from everyone you love. <laughs> um, and until Monday, y'all have a good one. Bye.